Are we back? We're back. This is episode two. Oh man, you guys aren't ready. We're going to talk about Dak versus Andy Dalton. We're going to talk about the Patriots dynasty broken down. You're back. Hey everyone, my name is Ashley Gibbs and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. And man, oh man, welcome back, you guys. You like that? I kind of got a new intro. <laughs> can't help myself. So, of course, as I said before, we're going to get into discussing some more football. And today, we're going to dive into two highlights or two major topics that I like to say. It's going to be, of course, talking about Dak Shepard, this whole contract issue he's got going on with the Cowboys, Andy Dalton, that little, you know, higher up, bringing him in for $3 million on a contract of one year. Or I think it's like a multi-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Then we'll get into the Patriots dynasty being broken and now Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. You know, I think about all the time when I watch football, like how hype I get and the things that I go through and the things that I'm dealing with, like the emotional aspect as a fan, it's not that deep. But it kind of is if you're passionate about it. And what I like to always like say to like my mom, I was sitting on the couch with her today and talking to her about it. And she was just like, you put me out on your podcast. I was like, yeah, mom, because you change teams all the time. You're not diehard like me and my sister. Like, okay, somebody out there is going to argue that I'm not diehard. In college, which was over 10 years ago, everybody, I was a Steelers fan, and then I broke away from that franchise. have every right. If players can get traded from team to team, I have every right to trade and find a new passion, a new connection with a new team. I haven't switched since as a 49ers diehard fan. My mom, she was like, she's allowed to have two teams. She gave me a whole lecture and speech today about how she can both support the Saints and be a Carolina Panthers fan. I said, that's not a thing. She looked at me and said, I brought you into this world. I can do whatever I want. I'm your mother. And I said, okay. I don't argue with her about that. So let's go ahead and get in talking about Dak. How many of you guys are feeling some kind of way about Dak still not signing his contract deal? Let's just get into what that contract even said, you guys, because I'm telling you, when I look at this kind of money as a person who has student loans... I was like, okay, this is crazy. This guy's contract, this is what he was offered everybody. This is what Dak, well, I almost said Dak Shepard. That is an actor. That has nothing to do with this. But this is what Dak was offered, the football player, by the way. Don't judge me. He was offered 35 mil per year. 106 million guaranteed. This guy is about to make bank and he hasn't signed it. That would have made him like one of the highest players, period like in the NFL. That's insane. Now, granted, I think he felt that he could demand more because Ryan Tannehill with the Tennessee Titans was like offered a contract over 100 mil as well. So he's like, why can't I get that amount of money? Because, Dak, you haven't won a Super Bowl. That's why you can't get that kind of money. How are you going to make more than Patrick Mahomes and he won a Super Bowl? That's still debatable, by the way. But anyway, he won a Super Bowl. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But that's a lot of money, and he hasn't signed it. Can you believe he hasn't signed it? At one point, I even heard that he didn't even go to a couple practices because he's like, well, I'm not technically part of the team, but I'm part of the team, so I don't need to go to a practice. And I was like, 
It's $106 million. Hold on. I'm just making sure I'm looking at this right on my little index card. It's $106 million, you guys, and he hasn't signed it. So what did the Cowboys do? They said, oh, okay, you want to play that game? That's cool. Um, so we're going to hire Andy Dalton because the Bengals let him go. You know, we discussed this in my first episode, his record, his resume. And guess what? They signed him for three mil. Andy Dalton was like, yo, I'll take the three mil and be a quote unquote backup quarterback. How many of you guys out there honestly think that they should just start Andy Dalton to prove a point to Dak? Do you think Andy Dalton's a better quarterback than Dak? Ooh, that's a good question. I legit don't have an answer for you guys right now. Not that I couldn't figure out one, but I don't have an answer for you. I wish I did. But for real though, how many of you guys honestly think that Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than Dak? Man, please visit www.ashleygibbs.com. My name is spelled A-S-H-L-I-E. Send me a comment about that one. I would love to hear somebody's take on whether who's a better quarterback, Dak or Andy. We could argue that they're kind of, you know, same boat. I mean, when Dak first came out of, you know, being drafted, you know, came off the bench, you know, when Tony Romo got injured, Tony Romo stayed injured, bless his heart. But he's really great at interviewing when I watch him on um, the NFL Network. Um, But anyway, I digress. When Dak came off the bench to take over Tony Romo in 2016, that completion rate was ridiculous. It was 67.8%, which was pretty good. He had four interceptions. He was performing. He had a lot of touchdowns too as well. And then as the years went on, hitting to 2019, his completion rate dropped by, you know, 2.7%, give or take, 65.1% altogether. But he had 11 interceptions this past season. And then on top of that, just the performance going into the playoffs, or at least trying to get there, that was, I mean, and he wants more than 106 mil. I don't know if there's secretly something in that contract he wants it to say, because I just feel like, again, $106 million is, of course, it's a lot of money, you guys, like seriously. So when I look at those stats, those records, just, you know, I wonder and peg the question of who's the better quarterback. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really have an answer. I feel like Andy Dalton's good. When I watched him play on the Bengals, they performed pretty well. He has some good passing moments, you know, again, three-time Pro Bowl, that kind of person going on. But to be very honest, Dak, when he wants to run outside that pocket, when he wants to move, he does it. I think it's just really about the offense that the Dallas Cowboys have. And, you know, looking at Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he signed one of the highest, highest paid contracts for a running back in the league, period. NFL league, we're looking at everybody. He's the highest. He's up there. And I mean, that's a six-year deal, $90 million, you guys, for a running back. That's un- I think that's crazy. It's unheard of. But it's amazing to see what's going to happen if the season happens in 2020, of course, in the fall, because we want to know, are they going to make that connection and really start moving that you know yardage and start really getting to the place where they are, again, pushing top contenders to even be in a Super Bowl conversation? I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like at one point they just were not. And I guess that's just because of inconsistency. But can everything rest on Ezekiel Elliott and Dak? I wonder. But again, do you think even, for example, if they put Andy Dalton in, would that really adapt the plays a little bit more 
Because to me, I didn't feel like Andy Dalton moved too much out the pocket. I feel like you have those quarterbacks these days that are like Dak and Patrick Mahomes. They move outside that. They move outside that pocket. They're not afraid to like guide you. I need you over here. I'm pointing to the left. You guys cannot see me. I need you over here. Move. I'm gonna throw the ball there. As a matter of fact, I remember like you know Patrick Mahomes said in the game like we're if you hit me outside the pocket, that's fine. I can take it. Hit me. That's cool. And even though my team, the 49ers, lost, I still respect his game. So shout out to Patrick Mahomes for playing such a good game, especially in the latter part of the, the Super Bowl. But, you know, when I think about that, I just I wonder. I, I kind of digress on it because, you know, it shouldn't be a big deal, but it is because $106 million is, again, a lot of money for someone who hasn't won a championship on that regard. I'm talking about, like, Super Bowl level. You know what's interesting? Let me just say this real quick. When a team goes to the Super Bowl, those football pricing tickets automatically go up. So I'm looking to buy tickets to the 49ers versus the Patriots for 2020 in October. I already know the date. Compared it to the Patriots playing the Detroit Detroit Lions at the same location, there was over a $130 or $175 price gap. So guess what? If the price gap can change for a team that lost the Super Bowl, that who's never even been there with the Cowboys, how can you demand that kind of money? I know that's probably not the same. They're probably like, what kind of you know math are you doing here? Again, I didn't major in math. I majored in government. But, you know, who cares? That's my point. My point is it's a lot. And you're being extra. And you're doing the most. We love you. But no. So (laughs) let's move on to, again, a sore topic that's probably going to take up the latter part of this entire podcast. And again, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, add me to your whole playlist because I'm just going to keep making episodes. I'm just going to keep, in the words of my friend out there, um, LOA, shout out to him, keep putting out your mixtape. So we're just going to keep having some fun. But add me. It's going to be a good time. Let's get into the Patriots. I don't know what's happening there, you guys. My mom asked me today as if I had the answer. Like I had, I could phone a friend. She's like, what's happening over there, Ashley? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I wish I knew. If I knew, that would make this podcast a whole lot more interesting. I don't know. That's it. I don't think anyone knows. Like they got rid of everybody. Tom Brady and them are chilling in Florida right now. Only person left there is Julian Edelman. Oh my gosh. And that's because he signed a two-year deal. So when I started to hear rumors that the Buccaneers are going to pick up Julian Elliman, I was like, uh, I don't know about that. 15 point, what, $2 million on contract in two years with the Patriots? Mm, I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to pick him up for that one. I, I, I didn't believe it. I don't even believe rumors like that. Even though he's been really silent about everything that's gone down as far as, you know, with Tom Brady and, you know, Gronk coming out of retirement and going to the Buccaneers. We're talking about a dynamic duo that has really performed and really been, you know, responsible for a lot of the wins you saw the Patriots have, especially in the very beginning. You know, again, there's a lot of speculation on why Tom left. I won't get into it. Just know that he tweeted a few things like, hey, can we report the news better? And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of agree with him. You know, we can speculate as to why. But unless someone definitively says I was in the room when it was said and it blah, blah, blah went down, it's nothing but, again, a rumor mill. Truth of the matter is, 
we'll go by what he said. He said he wanted to, you know, a change of pace. He wanted a new challenge. He's he's the kind of person he wants to win. And maybe he feels again, he has a chip on his shoulder. He has something to prove. So that's why he went down to the Buccaneers. They have the weapons he's probably been begging for. You know, I kind of look at how the Patriots performed. And let me tell you, I, I was actually... I thought, I truly believed everybody that they were going to go back to the Super Bowl again. I just have this feeling that Tom Brady wants that seventh ring. Seven is the number of completion. I don't know if he believes in that kind of stuff. I do. And I was like, I have a feeling it's going to happen. But it didn't happen in 2019 like I wanted it to. So I'm just sitting here like, okay, Tom Brady is going to Buccaneers. He fooled all of us because that Hulu commercial was a dub. Like, oh, as for me, I'm staying, you know, here. I'm not going anywhere. Maybe he meant football. I misread that entire thing. You know, communication, my bad. Me and my sister were on the phone for two hours talking about that. And he just ups and leaves and leaves a wonderful love letter on Twitter for us. And I'm just like, Julian Elliman's coming back from an injury, shoulder and his knee. And I'm just like, he had the most drop passes I've ever seen him have since, honestly, he became a slot wide receiver. I just... I, I don't know. So then you have Gronk who had 10 million left on his one year contract that he went into retirement because they tried to trade him at one point. And he's like, I'm not playing with anyone, but for Tom Brady, he came out of retirement. Now at the time, I wonder what that conversation was like, because now they're all down there. We can't ignore that that dynamic duo is going to have some sort of positive impact on the way the Buccaneers are going to play this season. And that there is a chance, there's a smidge of a chance that they could go back to the Super Bowl. Or actually, Buccaneers never been in the Super Bowl. I digress. It smidge of a chance that they could go to the Super Bowl. Remember, they weren't even part of the conversation. Like Buccaneers fans were extra hype, so much so that Tom Brady's number twelve jersey for the Buccaneers was selling out in places that you wouldn't think it would sell out. Hint, hint, up north. So, um, from Florida. So I tell you right now, it's going to be an interesting season. I sometimes wonder. Honestly, we're all curious about how. You know, Julian Edelman feels. But again, I I really truly believe he's the type of guy he loves to win. He's used to winning and he just believes in doing his job. And that's the Patriots motto there. So, you know, I'm interested to see how the Patriots are going to play with Stidham as their um, starting quarterback. I said his name right. I butchered his name when I was talking to my mother today about football, y'all. I was like, that's how important he is to me. I can't say his name. (laughs) And my mom just looked at me like, you need to stop. And I was like, of course I do. But it's interesting to see, is this guy ready to start? So that's like a whole nother conversation because there's so many moving parts. We're moving these players around like they're chess pieces. And I don't think the playoffs are going to turn out the way we project it to. Of course, they're now people part of that conversation, (laughs) Buccaneers, that were never there before. And... I think that changed a lot of things. So, you know, again, we're going to keep, you know, diving into this and we're going to keep discussing some things. I'm praying the season happens because it's only going to make these podcasts more interesting because I plan on going to some games. I want to physically be there. I have Red Zone. Shout out to, you know, my dad for having the hookup with the best cable ever. No, I'm just kidding, y'all. I watch it at home in my own place. But No, I'm not joking. I sometimes go to my dad's house because he has red zone and I can watch several games at a time. So, you know, it's one of those things that I truly love the sport and you can tell. And I'm going to get everybody geared up that may not be, you know, 
really knowledgeable about football, but watch the game with their friends and just want to understand what's going on, I'm here for you. And again, this is coming from a female who secretly loves the game. So again, stay tuned. Thank you for joining me for episode two. I look forward to having you guys come back. If you like what you hear or you want to really drop some questions or want me to research a certain topic or anything like that, or you know, maybe just add some content because you want to say, Ashley, I saw this and this. What's your thoughts on that? Guess what? Do it. Visit my website. It's linked. And you can send me a contact. comes directly to me. We can have that conversation. Well, I will. On I'll be answering you. I'll just wait for you to listen. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I'll see you, or at least I'll be talking to you next time. <laughs>